After a botched visit to Moscow to plead for the release of the prominent Putin critic Alexei Navalny, EU Foreign Affairs Chief Joseph Borrell told the European Parliament that Kremlin is, quote, going down a worrisome authoritarian route and considers democracy a, quote, existential threat. Uh, there are reports of the European Union working on a sanctions proposal over the Navalny case, and Russia themselves have also doubled down, saying that they are uh, considering severing ties entirely with the European Union. So to find out more about what's going on right now, we're very pleased to be joined once again by the professor of modern European history at Queen's University Belfast, Dr. Alexander Titov. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us once again, Professor. So Russia-EU tensions growing over the uh, Navalny situation. He's currently under trial for slander on top of a nearly three-year sentence for parole violations. Could you just, for our listeners in Korea's benefit, walk us through this case once again? Yes, so uh, the first case was a suspended sentence, and they um, uh, uh, turned it into a real sentence uh, for... uh, alleged parole violations, and on top of that, there is another case for defamation of a veteran, a Second World War veteran, uh, where uh, Navalny criticized uh, him for supporting uh, Putin's referendum for it to extend Putin's rule, essentially, uh, and that, again, carries uh, a maximum penalty of three years uh, and, a, and a fine. So, essentially, they're trying to uh, increase legal pressure on Navalny uh, and uh, perhaps uh, keep him in jail for as long as uh, as they want to. So that's sort of not unprecedented in Russia. There was a similar case a few, um, about a decade or so ago in 2003. Uh, was put in, uh, Russia's richest man was put in jail and kept there for 10 years on various charges of tax evasion and so forth. Uh, but again, the real motivation there was kind of political struggle with Putin. So that's not unprecedented, and that seems to be what's happening with mm-hmm. Navalny as well. And the Kremlin appears to be escalating uh, and doubling down. They expelled three EU diplomats while the uh, high representative from the EU for foreign policy was meeting with the foreign minister of Russia and calling the EU an unreliable partner. Why do you feel uh, Moscow is deciding to escalate tensions? I think they want to send a strong signal to the EU that they're not going to stand for any uh, interference into their domestic affairs, including on the rhetorical level. Uh, so uh, Barrow's uh, suggestion that uh, uh, Navalny should be released or putting any pressure on Russia, even talking, mentioning it on the high-level talks, uh, Russia says that uh, this is unacceptable, we're not going to stand, it's nothing to do with you, it's purely domestic affairs, and we're not interested in your opinion, what is democratic and what is not. And that kind of signals Russia's moving away, not just in terms of its politics, but also in terms of its um, kind of value orientation away from Europe. They no longer see Europe as this um, center of uh, values and judgments which they, 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 they think is important for them to, to, um, uh, to, to consider. So uh, a strong signal to stay out of our politics, essentially. Okay, so um, let's uh, try to game the situation first on the EU side. If they do indeed decide to go through with the sanctions um, uh, in regards to the Navalny issue, uh, what do you think are the pros and cons for the EU doing so? 
Well, first of all, uh, they would have to decide what type of sanctions they are, there are uh, there's going to be. Russia is under being under EU sanctions since 2014, since the invasion of Ukraine and the uh, annexation of Crimea. Those are very hard sanctions. The sanctions which followed up since were relatively minor, and I don't think there will be anything major uh, for Navalny uh, because it's very difficult to agree within the EU uh, anything substantial sanctions. Uh, particularly if uh, several countries are opposed to it. So the EU has to have a consensus on those sanctions. And uh, so they, they, we were largely symbolic sanctions. If they are largely symbolic sanctions, then, of course, Russia will simply ignore them. Mm. Uh, but it will add to uh, general mutual frustration with each other anyway. So basically, Russia is escalating by uh, expelling diplomats, EU seen from Moscow, will be escalating by putting new sanctions. And the room for kind of negotiations and, and dead dialogue will be uh, shrinking to probably non-existent level. Then from the Russian perspective, uh, what is their decision in terms of the threat to sever ties completely with the EU? Is that something that they would be willing to do? Well, I think that's uh, interesting to know what they actually mean by that. Okay. Probably uh, the, the way I understood it, they meant uh, that they're not going to have any high-level meetings or representation with the EU structures, and instead they will uh, deal directly with member states, particularly member states which are important to them, such as Germany, France, Italy, uh, and bypass uh, the EU institutions and those states which are they see as particularly antagonistic to them, the Baltic states, Poland uh, in particular, and Sweden. So, um, so that's kind of Moscow's plan, essentially. Again, uh, this is all a level of uh, symbolism and, and rhetoric because they're not cutting down the uh, economic ties, which are the most important thing they have. Uh, but at the same time, they are willing to escalate and uh, you know, disengage politically with with the EU. And Russia never really liked the EU as a, as a concept anyway. They yeah. always were much more comfortable dealing with um, individual member states. So EU is, in a sense, always been this um, kind of uh, thorn in the side, uh, getting in the way of dealing directly with Germany, directly with, uh, with France, uh, and then having to go via EU, which uh, other countries such as, as I said, Baltic states, Poland, you know, which are a very difficult relations with Russia historically, uh, have influence on that. That's the world we're resenting that Russian. So we know the Biden administration um, has a different philosophical outlook, uh, certainly than uh, what Donald Trump had in terms of uh, Russia policy. However, uh, there are critics who say that uh, this continuous aggressiveness by the West just reinforces and, and solidifies Putin's grip on power because they can use that as propaganda to once again point to um, excessive foreign interference in Russian affairs. What would be your kind of policy advice for the West and maybe namely the EU in trying to handle this situation? Um, well, I mean, the, first of all, uh, the Biden administration will come differently. Uh, Trump hasn't really had a proper Russian policy. Uh, and if you look at it, he actually done a lot of things which Russia disliked in terms of from uh, bombing Syria, which uh, Obama never did, to imposing sanctions on Russia, selling uh, arms to Ukraine, 
uh, putting very strong sanctions on the Russia's um, main uh, project with the EU, the Nord Stream gas pipeline to Germany and so forth. So I think the Biden administration will kind of continue in the same role, but maybe perhaps will be much more considerate of the opinion of Europeans. And that's uh, what I, I suppose okay. uh, for Europe is important is to have this um, more common front uh, or home, common policy with the United States so there is no kind of uh, discord as it was under Trump. But at the same time, in longer term, I think uh, Europe needs to really think about what it wants to do uh, with Russia in, or what it can do with Russia in the sense that for all purposes, Russia will stay the way it is now for foreseeable future. And Putin will stay in power. His successor will continue his, his policies. So uh, Europe always uh, was basing on this idea that Russia will kind of move closer to it and that it can exert influence by uh, advising it on democratic reforms and uh, uh, pushing that in, uh, Russia in that direction. Now mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. So what do you do with Russia, which is not going to be like Europe, which is not going to be democratic, right. which is not going to be uh, like the right. EU? Uh, and I think Europe still hasn't worked out exactly how it can do it, or yeah. what it should do and what it can do. So okay. that's first thing to do is just think what you can do with Russia, which is not going to be like you. Well, uh, Dr. Tirov, we always appreciate your insights, and thank you once again for joining us, and hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. Be back in the second hour after another check of traffic and weather.